Michael, eles não ligam pra gente. Welcome, y'all. Welcome back to EOTMRadio.com. You are tuned in to the Correcting the System of Unequal Justice. Today is Tuesday, November 25th, 2014. One day, one day after Officer, well, actually, 
one day after a grand jury chose not to indict Officer Darren Wilson of basically murder, um, the August 9th shooting death of unarmed teen Michael Brown in Ferguson, Missouri. Now, public reaction has been um, both swift and mixed. Everyone is up in a uproar over the grand jury's decision. So I wanted to just take a little bit of time really quick to break down the process for some that may be a tad bit confused in regards to the process. To start off, the jury's ruling on whether to indict Wilson for the August 9th shooting of Michael Brown, again, the unarmed 18-year-old that was shot dead. Um, The jury's ruling on whether to indict Wilson um, did not have to be unanimous. There were 12 members on the grand jury, and nine of them needed to vote in favor of an indictment for there to be one. The standard used to determine whether there was probable cause to believe Wilson committed a crime is lower than a jury trial in criminal court, where jurors must determine whether there is proof beyond a reasonable doubt that a crime was committed. Now, notably, if new evidence surfaces in the case, a new grand jury can convene. Um, There is no statute of limitations on a homicide, so if new evidence emerges, it would be renewed and the case would possibly go to a new grand jury. So um, folks have also questioned if the Brown family could file a civil lawsuit, and um, yes, they can. Yes, they can, and they most likely they will. Lastly, before I turn it over to Gerald and his team, there was a, a question sent in by Wanda Samwright out of the Tallahassee area, and she asked if the grand jury decision has any bearings on the department's criminal investigation into Wilson. I thought that was a really great question, so I wanted to um, dig a little bit deep, and I'm getting an answer for her, and I actually um, consulted with some of my friends that are attorneys, and what they say is, um, from what they understand, no. Um, The Justice Department um, probe will continue on its course. However, the FBI, which is investigating for the Justice Department and the St. Louis County Police Department, cooperated with one another, um, sharing evidence gathering during their investigations. People familiar with the investigation have said that the Justice Department is unlikely to file charges against Wilson. So it's looking at whether it is looking at whether Wilson violated Brown's civil rights in the fatal shooting. Now, the federal government will also continue looking at whether the Ferguson Police Department is engaged in widespread civil rights violations that require forms. Um, as to Wilson retiring from the Ferguson Police Department, Ferguson Chief Tom Jackson has said Wilson is resigning from the force. And um, with that, I want to um, go ahead and welcome my um, co-host, Gerald E. Rose, and um, and then I'll give you the mic, sir, so you can go ahead and welcome your team. How's it going, Gerald? Uh, good evening, Carla B. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Good. Yeah, under the circumstances, we got to stay strong. we got to continue to do the work in the community. But on yesterday's um, decision, I'm not surprised. And if you look at the history of this country, uh, there has never been a white man uh, police officer that has shot an unarmed black male has either been indicted or had been found guilty. Only thing the situation with the Jordan Davis situation is that uh, this particular man was a civilian. You know, so this is what we up against. Um, again, it must take people to get involved. We can hoop and holler, put stuff on Facebook all night, all day. If you don't come behind them four walls, come behind them churches, come behind your residents and get involved, it's going, to be, it's going to happen again, and it's going to happen again. A young man was just shot, 12-year-old, in Cleveland, Ohio. The other day, it's a situation going on in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. You know, so we have to be proactive in getting involved. So I do have two special guests in my organization who's, who, uh, of course, one is no stranger, has been on this show several times, and I am going to be um, uh, Mr. Christopher Adams, who's working nationally from 
um, the Youth Foundation in Toledo, Ohio, and I have Miss Stacy Hill, um, a newest national spokesperson who resides here in Atlanta. Uh, are they um, just Chris and Stacy? Are you there? Yes, I'm here. All right, Mr. Adams, are you there? He told me he was losing signal. Um, Stacy, uh, I know you are new to the show. I just want to let you know we have a lot of listeners uh, on this show. We have over maybe like 3,000 listeners. First of all, kind of give a, a, a background about yourself, why you got involved, and also you have an ugly organization that you founder of CEO of called Confident Women. So just give a little background about yourself, your listeners, and we will go ahead and get into the show. Uh, yes, good evening, everyone. My name is Stacey Hill. Um, as Gerald stated, I am the spokesperson for New Order Organization, as well as CEO and founder of Confident Woman um, Organization that I founded about three months ago. Um, I got involved because, well, for one, um, pretty much all my life I've been interested in civil rights and keeping up with the rights um, of individuals, with us as a people. Um wanted to fight for the people to make sure that justice is served for the ones that deserve it and um, try to have a foundation and some type of structure for the generations coming, you know, after us. So that's pretty much why I got involved to um, make a difference, make change in this this country. Right. And I know you're very active as well, especially the political side uh, during the midterms, elections, local issues. So um, let's go ahead and talk about yesterday's situation, not just yesterday because it's going on, a, you know, it, it happened with Trayvon Martin, Sean Bell, Jordan Davis, Michael Brown. I mean, I could go on and on and on. I mean, I could pull out a list of incidents that's going on across this country. So when you heard about the situation that happened yesterday. What was your first reaction on on when you heard about this? Um, when it came across, when it came on last night, I mean, I wasn't surprised. I wasn't surprised. You know, a little disappointed, but I wasn't surprised. I mean, after all, we do live in a country where um, we have the Caucasian side, um, the Caucasian Americans who really feel that. This is their country. They 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 carry on, but with disrespecting the the first black president, as if though they're the only people that live here. So um, I, I wasn't surprised. I, I really wasn't surprised at all. I mean, it, it's it's almost it's it's almost like this, this, the message that they're sending is that it's okay to kill a black man in America for a white man to kill a black man in America and he'll go free. That's the message they're pretty much sending. So I wasn't surprised at all. Right. As a spokesperson of the National uh, Human Rights Organization, why don't you give a message and courage because we know that this is going to continue. Racism is not going to go nowhere. But when we see we're killing each other, uh, things like that happen, what kind of message can you give uh, to the EOTM listeners on and also to our young people that we have to stop that as well? What kind of message would you give to them? Well, the first message I would send would be to the parents to educate your children on uh, racism in America. Uh, let them know that this is not a game. This is very serious. And um, the young people need to unify, come together, uh, find ways to get involved, get involved in an organization that's um, making change and making difference in the community. I mean, you know, you have a lot of organizations out here that are talking to talk, but nobody's walking the walk. So you have to make sure you get involved in, in the right organization. And we're going to have to continue to fight for change. We we can't sit down on this. You know, this is one we can't we can't sit down. As you look in Ferguson, um, they have some young people that have taken to the streets. Now, did they 100% go about it the correct way with looting and burning? No, that's not the way. Um, the way is going to be peaceful, um, correctly, and and take a stand. Have to take a stand. Oh. That is correct, and I'm glad you said that because you do have a lot of people just talking the talk but not walking the walk. Uh, Carla, my co-host, want to say something quickly. Go ahead, Carla. Yeah, really quick. I just wanted to say, number one, um, before we even get started with this, um, put out our um, regular disclaimer when it comes to um, topics such as these. The thoughts and beliefs of the host and our guest um, is not necessarily the thoughts and beliefs of EOTN Media Group, so I definitely wanted to put it out there. And then also I wanted um, um, you, Gerald, and then your guest to um, chime in on on this because I I think number one 
that a lot of people, that's why I um, started the show off the way I did with, with um, some um, meat, if you will. But I think people need to really understand how the grand jury process works. And mm-hmm. I'm always, like, feeding the um, the bush with, with basically how individuals need to really get out and vote, not just, you know, for the, like, the national elections, but the local stuff as well. Um, and understanding how the grand jury works. And if you don't like the way your judges are, you know, um, if, you, if you don't like the things that your judges, and your judges and your local politicians, how they're voting, um, it's up to you to be able to get in there and um, next time that you come up to some kind of election that you are taking part in those election processes and making change that way and then also understanding how laws work. Um, I, I think there's a lot of people that really don't understand how things work. And I think that's very important for them to know. Um, and then also, I don't know if you are aware of this, Jared, and your your listeners and your people over at New Order Human Rights Organization or even um, the EOT and radio listeners. What's going on right now in Ferguson is going to definitely change things across the board. And I don't know necessarily if it's going to be positive um, in the beginning. It may be in the end. But I don't know if you're aware that there's over 115 cities right now that they have protests scheduled for tomorrow. Um, And this has been going on since yesterday. There's not just um, rioting and protests in Ferguson. It's all across the country. And my question is this, who, who is, I mean, and it's planned strategically, it's planned like, you know, some politicians going from state to state to state, you know, putting out their propaganda or whatever it is. And my question is, who the heck is, is planning these protests because they are definitely well planned? What are your thoughts on that? Well, well Carla, I'm going to explain to you. I think we got Chris on the line as well. I think well, I'm refreshing right now. I don't see him yet, but I'm refreshing and okay. soon as I get him on, uh, I'll send you a message. The momentum was like this when Trayvon Martin um, happened to Trayvon Martin situation. Then, uh, to not, me, honestly, not like this. Not like a protest. Well, no, no. I'm talking about all the protests. I'm talking about people were very. The momentum was going and all that. The reason why it's bigger now because we just went through something with Trayvon Martin. You know what I mean? So if something happened again, it's going to get bigger. Just the fact that that is good. It's good to protest, but at the same time, if you're not Pretty voting. Here. And doing it strategically and knowing what's going on, I had going there and, and these laws. This right here, protesting is good, but at the same time, it takes strategy and, and doing things and Who's learning laws, doing research. Who's doing that? Who do you think is is planning this right now? There's 115 strategic protests that are planned for tomorrow. You're alive, also, Chris, and um, you know any of you guys could chime in and, and give me. I just want your opinion. Um, you have any the um, young people on that? Um, the young people are. The, the, if you pay, if you're looking, if you're watching news and and you see the pictures, you see the protesters. They are the young people. They are actually protesting here in Atlanta as well as we speak. They're doing a four-hour um, protest downtown. Um, the young people, the young people have They're come not, together and strategically. Yeah. Okay. And, and that and, and that is good because that's our future. You know, so um, again, I'm glad they're out there because they're li- dig a little bit deeper because it's not just the, the children are, are not, the young people are not initiating. There's government agencies that are coming into each city and they're, they're um, training these young people how to protest, um, protest without so-called violence. So there are entities coming into our cities um, helping these young people that are so eager to make change. And that's definitely a great thing. I just want people to really see and See and, and, and question things, you know what I'm saying, because there's a bigger picture here. That's all I'm, I'm really saying. And, 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 Carl, I agree with you, and I'm glad that we're showing unity uh, among this, but I hate it takes us to come together when a tragedy occurs, if you know what I mean. We should be like but this. But are we really coming yeah. together? Are we really coming together? Because well, what it looks not like at all. Not they're not divided. It doesn't look like during, that. This is not. During this time, during this time, we're coming together, you know, uh, as far as this, but at the same time, are we coming together all the way? No. No, we're not coming together all the way because if we come together all the way, we wouldn't be going through this, if you know what I mean. Right now, like, for example, I, I was watching news today, which I do agree, 
They say that we shouldn't buy nothing on Friday. You know what I mean? We should we should shut down the economy. Are we all going to do that? No. Will I do it? Yes. It, it takes sacrifice. And like I said, we can protest and rally all we want, but if we don't start affecting them in their pocket where it hurts them money-wise, that's the key, right? That's what Dr. King them did back in the day, and we need to go back there. But a lot of our young people are not hearing that we shall overcome these days. I'm just being honest with you. They're more, you know, you might say something. I was going to say something. Go ahead, go ahead Carla. No, go ahead, Carla. No, this is Stacy. I want to touch oh, on I'll... something that Carla, Carla did. Um, she mentioned she mentioned the voting. I'm an advocate for voting, and I believe voting is a great thing. And yes, we should you know push our people and encourage our people to vote. But coming out every four years to cast a vote and not getting involved from 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 vote to vote or from election to election is not going to do anything. People have got to find ways to become involved daily, weekly, monthly, yearly, not just when our election is coming up to go and cast a vote and think change is going to happen then. Because it, it takes more than just that one vote every four years to bring change. That is correct. Well, Chris, I think you had a comment. It- yeah, she's correct about voting, but let's face it. I mean, our forefathers had, had fought so long just for us to be able to vote. We we were in position to vote. Uh, we have the first African-American uh, president, which has been very well disrespected from the day he got the in office. So where are we? Are, are we really working together? I, I still think we're exactly. working against each other. I think you know? we're the only nationality that mm-hmm. don't stick together. Arabs, they spend their money amongst Arabs and bring their brothers in. Chinese do. Mexicans do. You see them all working together. We, for some odd reason, as African Americans, are hurting each other. And the bottom line is that, that rioting and all that looting and all that. Uh, bottom line, yeah, it's, it's tearing up some of the community stores or whatever, but those stores that they're tearing up got billions of dollars, if not trillions. They got good insurance. They got CEOs that make, you know, several million dollars a year just as payroll. So it's not really affecting them. It's affecting the community. The bottom line is what Gerald said. It's two factors that need to happen. One is voting. Yes, we need to educate our people period, to vote. And I always say the youth the youth are our future because in the next census that come out, most of the, the, the students in the last census was either anywhere between 9 and 13 years old that will, will have a say-so. So they'll be either, you know, 19 or 23. They have a say-so. They have a voice. The youth are, are the majority now, but we don't educate them. We sit there. I, I mean, I look at some of the stuff on Facebook that's posted. I mean, I, I, I constantly delete stuff. Like, why are we even sharing this garbage? So we need to educate. How do we do it? Is we have to find some sort of common ground and trust. I put it out there. And I ask people to donate a hundred pennies to go and revitalize the neighborhood. And do you know how many people said it was a scam? I said, man, one dollar. We waste hundreds of dollars at the bars, the mm-hmm. clubs. So mm-hmm. we have to be educated, period, bottom line. Mm-hmm. And it, it, this whole situation, what, what should have should have happened is after we already knew that. The, I don't even know why we stood around and waited for the, the, the not guilty, the, the not being indicted. We shouldn't have even showed up on the streets. The way we could have resolved that was act like we did, wasn't even paying attention. We already knew the verdict. And then when they didn't see all the violence and all that, all the taxpayer money that they spent for police forces to stand out there, we then could have went the following day down in front of everybody in every municipality, could have went down in every city and said, you guys spent X, Y, and Z of our money. We want it back period. Mm-hmm. We didn't riot. We didn't loot. We didn't do none of that. But we don't know how to do that. That was a simple nope. fix. Nope. Right. And, mm-hmm. and that is true because, you know, I, I, I was angry at the same time. I'm not going to continue to stay angry because you know it's going to happen again. You know, just the fact that if we don't get out there and strategize, do your research, know your laws and all that and things like that, it's going to keep happening, you know. So I, I just want to Again, before we go any further, I'd like to give uh, a shout-out to, to the New Order family, the people that are listening, and, and Tracy, and I knew his member, Rodney, 
who became a part of the organization. You know, we're 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 on the move. We're not a perfect organization, but I can tell you that we are committed. We put the people first. And Stacey, you made a point, excellent point earlier, saying that you had so many organizations that's not really really doing the work. They're doing it for the cameras, and you all know we all exactly. about doing the work. Exactly. Well, well, I mean, one thing about us as a, as a black, you know, as a, a black culture, you know, throughout history, you know, we've always looked for a leader. You know, we've always looked for someone to, you know, guide us and someone that we can listen to and, and, and you know, we follow suit and everything. But it, it was kind of like after Dr. King, we no longer had leaders because the leaders out here now are all about a paycheck and all about the spotlight. They want the camera action, you know, they want a paycheck. They don't want to get involved. It's not going to lie in their pockets. So, I mean, we, 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 we lack leaders. We lack people that we can somewhat listen to and, and kind of take what they're saying and, and, and move forward. It's kind of like the election with the Democrats. You know, we've been voting Democrats for so long, but then when you, you go and put the Democrats in the office, they don't even have our backs. You know, they just, all they want to do is get a, they just want to get a position and get their check. So then we come this last election and the Republicans just sweep the whole country. I mean, how could that possibly happen when two elections, we, we put, we put this black man in office twice. But then the Democrats don't even have his back. You know, when it's time for the midterm, they running high. So therefore, the people they don't even, we don't even come out. You know, we don't even have because Democrats not coming out saying anything that make any kind of sense for us to want to even come out. So the people didn't come out. So I mean, we've always looked to have a leader, someone to guide us and lead us, and we don't have that anymore because now everybody money hungry. Well, me personally, um, you know. Um, I would never kind of. I seen what they did to, to Jesse when he was in, um, in, in in Ferguson, where they told him to leave. I mean, I have to respect this man. Mm-hmm. At least he's doing something. But I would not publicly disrespect our leaders publicly because it just shows that we don't have no unity. There's division. But I do get frustrated. But as far as coming personally saying their name publicly, I can't do that because at least they've been in the trenches for a while. Might disagree on some things. What's going on lately? I do understand, but. I would not disrespect them, you know, publicly, you know, on, on the things that they're doing. Now, we do have another guest on the line, Ms. Green. Uh, I think Ms. Green, our newest member to New Order. Uh, is Ms. Green there, Carla B? Yes, I am here. Uh, how you doing, Ms. Green? I am fine, Mr. Right. Rose. I'm fine. Ms. Green um, is our newest member to the New Order team. She's going to be... Um, handling the, the situation over at the Buzzman program um, on every uh, every Tuesday. She's new. She's getting things together. Ms. Green, um, you're a very motivational speaker. You're new to the team. And I'm kind of explain on your visit to um, the Unbuzzman program, dealing with the youth on your how you felt about what you've seen, you know, what plans you had, and give us some positive, because we might have some young people on the line listening tonight and get some positive message to the young people, if you don't mind, this time. Oh, no, I don't mind, and, and thank you. And, you know, just send a shout-out to the New Order family. Um, you know, going to Osbuzman was like just, I, I tell you, it was awesome. Those, those are an amazing, extraordinary group of students there. And just like uh, one of the callers was stating that um, our children need leaders. And... You know, the leader doesn't have to be, you know, someone in the public eye, but, you know, mm-hmm. we're in the public, so we can lead them. You know, we can guide them. We can motivate them. And so going to our busman, you know, my message was show up, you know, and commending them for showing up. And that's one of the things that they don't get sometimes in their own household is that, you know, they're, they're the members that they're closest to, which, you know, we can mentor our children and teach them that, you know what, it doesn't matter what someone else say about you. Only time it becomes true is when you agree with them. But you have to know who you are, you know, and take every moment to show up. Show up and, and, and seize the moment of opportunities. And that's one of the things that our children, they don't do. And it's, it's 
partly because of peer pressure, what they see, what they're seeing on TV, what they're seeing or listening to or typing out on Facebook. But we have to show them that it is more to life than that, that there is a bigger world out there that is waiting for them. And like I explained to the children, I told them, you know what, when you start to get excited about life, life is going to become excited about you. And even with some of our adults, you know, we look at the kids, we look at the youth, but the youth are looking at us. And even with some of us, we're not doing the right thing. We're not putting the right thing before them. And then we look at them. Well, you know what? Where are you getting your instructions from? That, that, that makes a difference, what we're putting into them, the seeds that we're sowing, because you know what? They're only growing up to be what we put in them. And same with, with, our, with our young, we have to teach them. You know what? First of all, you, you know who you are. Okay, and 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 we're not we we we're a group of people that are special. We're gifted, and so when you belittle yourself, others in society say, "Well, they did it to themselves, to amongst one another." Then hey, it must be cool. It's not cool. Okay, mm-hmm. so we have to teach our young that you know what, be proud and, and stand strong and, and, and of who mm-hmm. you are. You know, yes, Dr. Martin Luther King may not be here, but his dream still speaks. His dream is still alive because you know what, we're no longer sitting in the back of the bus, so you know what, he is leading but from a different perspective. And so when we get to the point that we teach our children that you know what, all of that that looks cool just ain't cool. And one of the things that I truly loved about going to the school, letting those children know that, you know what, show up. You are amazing. You are extraordinary. And when we mm-hmm. start feeding children, whether they're our children or children abroad, that they are amazing. You are extraordinary. Let me tell you something. That in itself will help change society because when you think about it, when you start to realize that, oh, you mean to tell me I got Got something to give life, and in return, life got something to give me. Oh, yeah. it makes a difference. It makes yeah, a I, big I, difference. Right. I want to, so, um, as you all know, Miss um, Green is a youth minister as well. So <laughs> she, 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 she's on fire, you know, and she did a wonderful job. And, and I'm just excited, man, on the talent that God has brought to this organization. It's never I, it's we. You know, so we have an awesome team, y'all, but we have a lot of work to do. So let's go back to um, um, to, to the issue at hand. Uh, and like uh, we was all saying earlier that uh, I don't believe in violence, but I do support how Ferguson has stand up, has stood up, because when mm-hmm. the Trayvon Martin um, situation uh, went down, I don't, they didn't flood the streets like this. You know, mm-hmm. they, 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 they didn't do this, so... Uh, the momentum must continue, but again, we got to do it in a nonviolent way. So we got to continue to to strategize. So I want to go back to the spokesperson right quick, Stacy. Uh, what mm-hmm. do you think um, that we can do to keep this going? Because me personally, we see this, we do this type of work every day. We just don't jump out there on just big cases. We do a lot of stuff for a small because a lot of people are hurting, you know. So how can we continue? Like, how, how can we continue to keep this momentum going? Because it's going to die down, and it happens because we see it, because we're we out here out in the streets every day. How can we keep this momentum going? Well, the way I do it um, with the people that I deal with in my circle is uh, I'm, I'm constantly, constantly reminding them every day of, you know, the things that are serious and the major issues that we have. We have to every day. I mean, it's like Ms. Green said, we have to teach um, we got to teach the kids. We have to teach the next generation. We we got to have them prepared. We've got to talk about this every day. We've got to dialogue about this every day. And we've also got to get where the parents have got to start getting involved. We need more of the parents getting involved to educate their kids, to prepare their kids for what what's out here, the monster that's out here that they're uh, that they're up against. 
but we've got to stay on it every day, every hour, every day. It, it, it has to keep going on and on and on and on. I mean, I do that. I do that with my nieces and nephews. I'm constantly, every day, they get mad, they get upset about it, that's fine, they'll get over it. But every day I'm talking to them every day about what, they, what, what, what they've got to do in order to be a productive member in this society that we have now and, and with this major monster called racist, this racism thing. This race thing is really going to affect, you know, our, us in a major way. So we just have to constantly, every day, every day, talk about it. Post about it on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever, you know, media site you use, and, and just keep it going. Keep it going and, and keep people up and let them know they got to get involved. People have got to be willing to get involved. The biggest thing that I find um, with us is that our people, they just, they're comfortable. They're comfortable where they are. If they have a decent paying job, they got decent cars, nice house, whatever, they're comfortable. They don't think it's a problem. They don't really think it's an issue when, when it really is. And, and, and they don't want to do anything or get involved until it hits their home. They you know once it happens to their child or somebody, they know then everybody want to jump up, you know, hold hands. But we have got to constantly be involved every day, every day. Chris, you like to tie in on that? I know me and Chris, we talk about this all the time because we're a witness where we was helping a young man uh, at the Buzzman program. He was doing excellent phone counseling for this young We had him on the right track, but the mother didn't want to work with us, and he ended mm-hmm. up going back into the streets and ended up being incarcerated. So you want to kind of tie in with what our spokesperson said, that uh, it's very important that parents get involved with your children? Did we lose Brother Chris? No, I'm here, Joe. Uh I, I want all the listeners to really just take a second and, and let this marinate what I'm about to say. Man, it's part of the plan. The plan is you have schools right now telling parents they want parent involvement. However, you, you can't get involved. You can't even go to your child's class here in Toledo. You got to you, they'll call them down to the office. I have an eight-year-old. I wanted to take her up to her class after dinner from this. And no, she has to walk by herself. I said, well, what do you mean? Oh, well, it's for safety reasons. Safety from who? Your teachers? You know, we have teachers up here sleeping with students right now. We're going mm-hmm. through it. So it's, it's part of the plan. Do, do, I want you all to think about all of that standing up and the rioting and all that. That was all part of the government and all of the municipality plan. Let's give a reason why we can get more money in our people's pockets. The more money these taxpayers is going to keep paying. So when we go to the next census, oh, we spent $87 trillion on this. Uh, Now we're going to need $97 trillion because of all of the violence. It's programmed. They want all of this to happen, period. They don't want parent involvement in the schools. They want you to have what they call a peer. I don't know about Atlanta or whatever. It's called a PTN network. It's where a few parents come together after school and talk about some fundraisers and things like that. There's nobody talking about, well, can I sit in the back of the classroom? And, hey, teacher, mm-hmm. you know, you can have 30 mm-hmm. minutes. Uh, go go have 30 minutes with the teacher next door. We'll oversee your class and make sure that they're quiet and doing their work. However, if we don't ask, we don't know. We were just visiting in Scott High School up here in Toledo uh, two weeks ago. I had a meeting there on Monday, and we found out that you can volunteer in the building. You just have to fill out the form, get BCI background checked and all that, and then you can volunteer, you know, a few hours out of the the month to, to do stuff. So the president of of the organization up here volunteered and she she did a follow-up last friday and scott on one of the students we have in the program they couldn't believe it they just couldn't believe i you know we got i got the email from every teacher i got the missing assignments but we have to be a part of the solution the problem we have is everybody are like you said comfortable or they just don't care we have to come out and educate everyone on the why's and the how's and when we can do this, you know, and, and that's the problem. We we just are not going to wake up until, you know, and, and Gerald, if I can just say this one thing to you, if I can speak candid to you. Go ahead. This brother has been threatened, I don't know how many times, but he keep it moving. We have to have some people like Gerald Rose Jr. and his father, Gerald Rose Sr., with backbones that you can threaten me, but I'm not going to stop. So we have to have true leaders. 
Yep. You know what? I'm glad you said that because uh, my son, you know, of course he has been on the wrong wrong path, and you know, me as a father had to kind of step up, had faults myself, but. My son called in the other day, and he's turned his life around and did a testimony to them kids, and I hope Miss Green is still there because I don't want to explain it because I'm his dad. I want Miss Green to explain this on what she heard what my son said the other day. And I just want to thank Chris as well for mentoring my son while he's up in Ohio. He just got him a job, and, and, and he's doing great things. So, Chris, man, I really want to say thank you. You know, I love you like a brother, you know, the things that you're doing. So, uh, I, I'm, I'm glad you brought that, and I'm excited when he's, when he's going to get down here. And he's going to be out there with me, you know, and, 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 and having my whole name, I'm very proud of that. So the whole family is, you know, the mother, myself, the, the, my dad, everybody has seen a change in my son. And some things that we went through, you know, as young, you know, he had some faults, but now it's all about Gerald Rose Jr. getting his life together and coming down here and saving his youth with his dad, you know. So I'm excited about that. So, Ms. Green, are you are you there? Yes, I am. Can you explain again? I don't want to do it because I'm his father, because I don't want to be biased here. Can you explain when my son called in a testimony he gave, and them kids were so quiet? Can you explain what my son said to them, to them kids at Unbusman Program, if you don't mind? No, I don't. Um, you know, when Gerald Rose Jr. called in, he just basically explained, you know, his challenges in life, you know, how he had been in jail and how he had different uh, levels of felonies and how, you know, he realized, he recognized in so many words that it was more to life than the role that he was on and how he was he had turned his life around and, and what God had done for him, and he was giving them hope and, and encouraging them that, you know what, it doesn't matter where you are right now. You know, you you have an opportunity to turn your life around, you know, do the right thing. You know, in other words, you know, what he was telling them is, you know what, you don't have to go against the grain to recognize that you're going to get a splendor in your hand. You can learn something from me to make your life better. You have an opportunity right now to, if, you know, if you're walking in the wrong direction, let me tell you, it's time for you to straighten up. It's time for you to do the right thing. You know, don't be a part of the system. You know, don't find yourself on the wrong end of the tracks and then trying to figure out how to get back. And he was saying just how blessed that he was because, you know, where he could have served 30 years, he's walking. He, he's out. They allowed him to uh, sign himself out. You know, so in other words, you know, somebody seen something in him to say, you know what, he is, he has changed, and he, he's on that road of, of making a difference in his life. So it was just it, it was just very encouraging, you know, to the students. And, you know, you can tell that different ones was, was, was taking it in and, you know, realizing that, hey, you know what, if he can do it, look, I know I can do it. So it, it was just, it was an amazing, it was an awesome story. And I do want to go back to what Chris, and again, and I as we, I want to thank the New Order family for their powerful prayers. And, and, and again, I'm not selfish. You know, one of our other members, uh, um, nephew, got into some trouble. You know what I mean? He's like, look, I'm supporting you as well. So we got to continue to support each other uh, as a family. You know, that's what I love about this organization, you know, and things like that. So we're we just going to keep moving. Um and, Chris, I do want to comment on what you said uh, about life being threatened and all that. You know, this is not new to me because growing up in my dad's household, you know, our church and uh, church and house was put on fire, you know, uh, death threat calls come in, you know. But, you know, as long as I keep God first or whatever, I don't fear no man or woman on this earth. That means I'm doing something. You know, I got a nasty message the other day. Just cuss me out. I mean, just cuss me out. I said, God bless you. I keep moving. You know, so they're doing this type of work. When you're really doing the work or whatever, you know, that's going to happen, you know. So, you know, I just thank you all uh, for that. Um, let's go back to the um, to the spokesperson, um, Stacy. Um, I know you have a private page on, 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 on Facebook, you know, where you're trying to uh, wake our people up. 
Now, the people that you're talking to are their people all over the United States. That's correct. That is correct. Of all of okay. all races. Okay, that's, that's there. You go human rights because that's right. All races because it's not just a a, a black agenda. Uh, are exactly. these people? Let me ask you something again. We have a private page as well. Do you know if these people are, are voting or what are you doing? I know you being that messenger. Uh, how are you keeping these people motivated? Do I mean any responses or any facts or whatever? How do you keep these people? Because when we have these private pages, I mean we can read all day, but are they actually out into the streets? Yes, I do have a private page, um, which I started from the first election of President uh, Obama. Uh, it's called We've Got Your Back. Um, we shall overcome. Um, what I do is I make sure I hit that page, and it has like like maybe over like yeah, like I say like close to five thousand people. And what I do is I constantly every day I hit the page, I remind the page, I remind the people of the issues that we have at hand. From what I gather, the people that like I said they're all across the country in, in many different states, but the majority of them that I've been dealing with, the, the faithful ones that have been there ever since I started, they are heavy voters. They're serious about the issues in the country, and they 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 are involved in their local communities as well. So That's we good. we hit the page and um, we we keep the positive stuff, the correct information. Uh, what's going on across the country, and and each day when I go in to check the pages, always people want to be added, want to be added, want to be added, because we have a lot of people that do want change, but a lot of people just right. don't know how to go about pursuing the change. Right, and I, I applaud you your momentum. You know, God cross we cross paths and and thing. I like your your your, your hunger, and you do fit your your position. <laughs> I know you was kind of under the weather before you hurt your arm, but I know uh, that you're ready to go to work to get in the, in the front lines with me and Mark uh, here in Atlanta. Okay. And when I go, on, when I go on my month vacation, <laughs> okay, you know, all right, I, I'm, I'm going to be excited how you're going to step in, uh, Chris. Um, wow, you play so many heads. I just want to say thank you again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> can you um, give an update on? You know uh, the mentoring and 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 and, and what's going on uh, in your part of the world. And I have been keeping up with the news about all these, not just Khalil, but all these teachers are sleeping uh, with students these days. You know, and um, uh, kind of explain on what can we do next. And not to keep repeating ourselves, but sometimes we got to keep talking about this because our parents got to wake up. I've been through something myself. I had to wake up. You know, our kids are fighting. Need, they need the role models, not no LeBron James, Kobe Bryant. Our role models need exactly. to be our parents, period. Right. So right. explain to the people why parents should be role models these days. That's what I need to break it down to. Well, parents need to be role models. And and I want to say, you know, if you look up the word role model, it, it kind of it, it's kind of a word that's, that's mixed with Latin uh, as well as a little bit of a uh, Hebrew, and then you look at it, it, it really, I guess, it's, it's not really the direction that I would say our children need. That's a, a quick fix uh, of um, just a jargon to me. What what parents need to do is be parents. They need to open up that Bible mm-hmm. and read exactly what it says. A lot of the parents out here are antagonizing their children because they just feel, I'm going to kick it. And then when their child starts doing what they see them doing, then it's a problem. And then they don't know how to relate to that the, the problem that they created. So then it becomes more of a confrontational thing. And then the way the system is, the system tells these children, if your parents touch you, call us. We'll get you out of the environment. <laughs> so now they're breaking up homes. And I, I'm mm-hmm. only speaking with the experience that I'm going through now. And, you know, uh, Gerald, I kind of uh, talked to you about it. But I'm going through a situation now where the, the, the system is really trying to, you know, uh, separate a family. And I, I have right. the children. So, you know, we have to step up and follow that, that word. And that word says parents. You know, don't antagonize your children. Children, obey your mother so that days will be long. Explain to them why it's important to obey us. That way we're not having two 17-year-olds like last week that shot each other who were best friends. 
you know, one died and now one doing 30 years is going to do 30 years in prison. Well, he might as well be dead, you know. We're losing him. So we need to we need to be parents first, leaders second, and then we need to get backbones. Notice I said we because I'm part of the majority, but I got a backbone and I ain't afraid of nobody. But I can't do it by myself. Gerald keep telling me to go down, man, we're we going to give you a press conference. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. But I won't have the support I need because I, I can make my, my voice be heard. People right. do listen, mm-hmm. and I have people that follow. Right. But I can't do it if I don't have people with backbones. And the right. final but 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 not least is we have to be building each other up and not tearing each exactly. other down. Building exactly. tomorrow's generation, making mm-hmm. the village mentality a reality. We have mm-hmm. to understand that we need each other. And then yes, how do. how how the system works, the way we, we do things here, every youth that goes through this program, I tell them one thing. I depend on you. Do you depend on your mother to have them lights on in your house? Do you, when you go in that kitchen to eat, how did them groceries get there? You depending on somebody to put it there. Well, I depend on you to be the next president of the United States, to be the next brain surgeon, to be the next philanthropist. I depend on you, and failure is not an option. And that's why we're so successful with what we're doing. Gerald, your your son checks in every day. Your your son has done everything that I asked him to do. Final, what we have to stop doing is, I don't know if any of you seen on Facebook where uh, it's got this post that's been spreading around and it's got so many thousands of hits already that says black male or something. I have to teach my son how to keep his mouth shut. I have to teach my son how to run. I have to teach my son. What? Who started that? Because you're, mm-hmm. you're telling your son now he can't speak when, when spoken to. I can pop both sides of my jaw right now where the police broke both sides of my jaw at 15 years old because I spoke my mind when they was trying to put me out of Smith Park. And I said, well, officer, the sign says sundown. It's sunny. And he was a racist mm-hmm. police officer, trust and believe. I ended up way out in in, 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 in the Netherlands in the hospital for three days. My mama reported me missing. Nobody knew nothing. My mama was frantic. And all of a sudden, they called and said, oh, we found your son out here. Come on, really? This Everything right. that's going on has been going on. We right. just have to stop. The bottom line is if we are the poorest people on the planet, but we spend mm-hmm. the most money between hair goods, mm-hmm. Air Jordans, and, 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 and true religion jeans and all that stuff. If we just stop spending our money, mm-hmm. we, would, we, would, we would make a whole impact of difference. And final but not the least, is we have to stop voting on name recognitions or not voting at all. Put some people in office and teach them what they want to have differently. If we can do that, you know, if not, we might as well go on and just start our own uh, uh, thing like back 80, what is it, 87 years ago, Black Wall Street. Let's start that mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. We have about... Um, seven minutes into the show, I have Miss Green to have a have something to say as well uh, on the, on this talk about this youth because again, uh, you know, we could be out here doing all these things, but the youth is our future. We got to set an example for them. So we got about eight minutes left, and I will say something final, Miss Green. You want to say something briefly on um, what you think is the next step on, on and keep, continue to change our, our young people's lives around. Again, we got about eight minutes. And I'm going to come okay. in and say something briefly. And I think this is a good show tonight. You know, we need to keep doing the work because, you know, I'd rather be out in the streets doing the work instead of doing a radio interview. But this is the opportunity to get the, the word out through the airways. So we got to have this. You know, so, Ms. Green, you'd like to say something briefly on that? I'll say something very brief. Um, you know, to our youth, i just say that, you know, TV is not reality. They okay. get paid to do that. Mm-hmm. To make a difference in life is to do the right thing, and the right thing is not following a lot of the negative things that you see. You know, right. so make your own path in life. 
and leave a trail Mm -hmm. so people that's coming behind you will follow. We can do this thing. It may take one step at a time, but if you keep making one step, you'll reach your journey. Thank you. I like that. That's true. And we got to say one last last thing to the to the people in Ferguson because I know some people personally that used to live here, that lives there, and I was praying for their safety. You know, I've been checking up on him. You know, his, his name is Brother Tim Harris. So if he's listening out of Ferguson, bro, I'm praying for you. I hope everything's okay. And a young lady named Veronica. Uh, my co-host, Carla B., wants to say something as well on Ferguson as well. Carla B.? Carla B., are you there? Okay, well, she's not. Uh, she said she could go last. Uh, my last, and again, let's do it all just one minute, you all. We're going to say something on behalf of Ferguson. I'll go ahead and start. I just want to say that my prayers are too. Uh, to to the parents of, of Michael Brown, we must continue to put them people uh, in prayer. Thank you for standing up, not as far as the violence, but setting the stand for the whole nation because everybody's watching. I think it kind of mobilized the whole country, but we got to continue continue to do that. So I just want to pray for for Ferguson, Missouri. Stacey, at this time, briefly, you want to say something on behalf of Ferguson right now? Um, power to the people. Right on. Keep doing what you're doing, and we're supporting you. I love that. Brother Chris? I just want to say, hey, I'm praying for Ferguson, and I want everyone to continue to stand up, man up, woman up, and don't give up. Amen. Boy, I just love I just love this organization. Look at that, boy. I love to brag on y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Ms. Green? Ms. Green? <laughs> yes, and I say to the parents that just the same way God carried the children of Israel across the Red Sea. You're standing in the midst. He's watching, and he's going to carry you through, too. All right. Carla B. Yes, sir. I want to thank everybody for for joining us tonight. Definitely great stuff um, tonight. I want to um, say something to the people in Ferguson, um, or at least the ones that are really creating – the, doing the looting and the burning down, just stop it. Stop the looting and burning down properties. Mm-hmm. You are destroying things, and in a minute you will be the cause of martial law in your cities. So please stop and think. Um, our situation is more psychological than people will admit. Black kids kill black kids for the same reasons cops do. They see no value. We need to start valuing ourselves, um, and that's all I have to say. Peace and blessings, y'all. Good night. Carla, if you don't mind, can you play my public enemy, please? Yes, sir. We we <laughs> definitely will. We'll get a commercial in, and then we'll do a commercial. Have a good night, everybody. All right. Thank you, y'all. Good night. Oh. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, 
legit powerhouse Wolf Entertainment's artist Ron Anthony's love-making song, Home Tonight. Let's stay home tonight with the one you love. Produced by Blue Wolf Paul Pato. Download the single now on iTunes, Amazon, and all major stores. R-A-H-N-A-N-T-H-O-N-I. This will make you grow in love. This is from the forthcoming CD on Wolf Entertainment. You can check out other songs, including inspirational and dance music by this artist, on www.wolfentertainment.com.au. Let's get back to making love. Entrepreneurs on the moon, reshaping lives for a better tomorrow. 